Welcome everybody to the QTQ podcast. If you don't know us by now, my name is Becca. My name is Ben. And we are here to talk about the latest and greatest in theme park news and then dive into a topic of our choice. But before we get into the news, we have to talk about the most important thing of the week. Ben, how was yours? My week was so good. And it's so good. In fact, we're going to talk about it all podcast long but another quick highlight was i went uh my grandparents had their 73rd wedding anniversary today so i get to see them because they're all vaxxed up and i'm all vaxxed up so it was nice and just got to see some fam and uh they were wearing crowns it was great oh my family's extra got them crowns (laughs) i love (laughs) that uh, yeah they are you know 95 93 going strong 73 years of marriage (laughs) jeez wow pretty awesome holy cow that's a long long time to be with one person i know know. now did they get married like very quickly or did they date for a while too uh they got married at 21 and 18 so Hmm. it was it was kind of quick holy heckin cow man well congrats to your grandparents yeah they're awesome awesome how was your week what did i do this week I don't even know. How was my week? I don't know. What is I, a week? I think I had a fairly productive week. Like, not for any, like, particular reason. I think I was just, like, motivated and excited about this week. And, like, nice. got some stuff done. Uh, got to experience your vacation through a camera, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, I still have to send you more. Yes, you do, Magic which Kingdom. is okay, because I haven't actually started. Um, but that's a preview to everybody mm-hmm. that there is Expect a couple vlogs coming down the line. Ooh, um, so yeah, that was that was my week. It was fun to watch. It was it's weird because like I've been on a theme park vlog kick mm-hmm. for the last like week. I've been watching uh I believe he pronounces it Oibi. His name is Roy. He used to work for Attractions Magazine. Um, and he, I've been watching his vlogs because they're just like really nice, low key. Like he does challenges, which are fun, which is where I got the inspiration for our YouTube videos coming up. Um, nice. And they're they're very fun because it's like, can you do this thing all in one day? Find out. And so because I sure couldn't. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, well, in my defense, some things are closed and, you know. Yeah, but uh it's very fun so i've been watching it so watching your videos uh was very fun for me because i get to see a familiar face experience my favorite place which is great so um peep the youtube's coming down the line hopefully within the next couple weeks uh heck yeah it's gonna be a great time so with that let's just jump right into the news the biggest piece of news this week i think is that disneyland reopened this week disneyland and uh universal studios in the last couple weeks hollywood California parks are open. Yeah, California parks are open. We love open. It's, it's crazy. Um, now let me go. <laughs> well, that's that's the catch. We've talked we talked about it in the last episode with Brian that um, Disneyland specifically is not allowing any um, outside of the state guests yet. I believe Universal Hollywood is allowing people who are fully vaccinated to come but nobody that is not fully vaccinated outside of the state so like somebody was like no children at all because kids don't have vaccines pretty much i it sounds like a great time for me to go experience universal that's what everybody else said they were like "Mm, sounds like a great time for the fun people in the world to go to the theme parks excellent but yeah so those parks are open and it's great and it seems to be going really really well i have a bunch of uh mutuals on twitter that i've been following who are uh california locals and they seem to be having a really good time and it seems to have gone fairly smoothly so excellent really good um progress so everybody uh ben and i are vaccinated go get your vaccine if you're able to go do it didn't hurt that much i mean i couldn't move my arm for like two days but hey it's better than covid mine just Yes. Mine just bruised like real bad. The second shot. I think they just hit a nerve. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's never fun. Yeah. It didn't, but no, it wasn't that bad. Um, pain wise. So I don't know. Um, next on the news is there's a new baby Groot animatronic that was debuted. And I'm so excited to see that at, uh, Imagineering. So the robot, which came part from 
The project Kiwi in Imagineering uh, reveals that the Imagineer's incredible animatronic and its evolving development process from 2018 to 2021, Baby Groot is designed to become a free roaming actor in Disney theme parks around the world. So this animatronic can just go. He just goes. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the talking trash can all over again. Yeah, but Groot. But better. It looks astounding. It looks so good. And yep. and somebody said of like, somebody made a kind of like nasty comment to, about it of like, I can't wait this, for this to become one of those things that gets debuted for a year and then goes away. And another person commented, and I'm kind of in the same line of like, even if this is not a thing that is sustained, it's still a massive, massive progress improvement mm. for for theme parks. It's cool. It's cool. No, 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 absolutely. And um, I, I, I understand that guy who posted that comment's frustration because I love the free roaming animatronics. Yeah, and, and, and you well, don't see them much anymore. Right, and, and if Sh- at all, Shay said it because Shay was like, "I work for an animatronic company," and he knows that like animatronics are really expensive and they're not sustainable at the end of the day. Right, <laughs> they're insanely prohibit, like cost prohibitive. Um, so hopefully, pr- progress like this brings us closer to long-term having these kinds of projects that work and are Mm. uh, incredible. So it it looked really, really cool. I hope to see some form of free roaming animatronic in my lifetime is all I want to (laughs) say. It's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be excellent and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Speaking of can't wait to see it. Let's talk about the Disney Wish. Goodness Ooh. gracious! Did you see this video? I did not see the video, but I did heard I, I heard tell. Yeah. So, I you leave Diz Twitter for like thirty minutes and you miss a huge amount of things. I forgot that this video, the debut of the Disney Wish, or the unveiling of the Disney Wish, was live on Friday the thirtieth. It was on the thirtieth or the Thursday. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So there's a whole time? video that kind of like digitally tours the the Disney Wish, which is, if you don't know, the newest cruise ship in the Disney fleet. And it was like a 35-minute video, and it was very informative. A little bit cringy. Not, not even a little bit. Very cringy. <laughs> a lot of bit cringy. A lot of bit cringy. I joked that I re- really liked Denise. She was my favorite. So if you choose to watch it, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> she was my favorite because she like actually, she took herself seriously enough to what the project was. Everybody else was like either way too serious <laughs> or not serious at all. And it was a problem. Denise is my favorite too. Buy me more Christmas presents, mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Denise is my favorite. Great. I have an aunt Denise too. <laughs> well, I mean, my mom is Denise, so you know. <laughs> Everyone is Denise. Most of a lot of people in my Denise. life are Denise. <laughs> Denise is everywhere. Denise is everything. There is only Denise. It's like Squidward all over again. Anyway, yeah. the Disney Wish. Um, so some of the, the highlights <laughs> on this chaos already is um a frozen disney dining show which it somebody said if they don't have drag shows on the stage they're missing out because that's what it looks like is like one of those mm-hmm. like in the round drag stages oh excellent so it's like that and they're going to i believe the story is uh like a celebration of anna and Kristoff's engagement hmm. and that little shenanigans of like what's going on there in arendelle and there's also going to be a Marvel dining experience in which you are put like right into the action of some Marvel scene. And Kevin Perger of Defunct Land promptly tweeted, am I the only one that wants to have dinner? <laughs> which has got a point. Yeah, no, but uh, I got to get back in shape and I got to get on that because I would love to do like fight scenes and stuff like that. Do it, Ben. Audition to be an Avenger. Do it up. That's my it's my true calling in life, honestly. Um, Speaking of other restaurants, there's going to be a 1923 restaurant, which is based on the year the Walt Disney Company was founded. And it's going to be based on the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. So it's this one of these like nice little upscale but affordable because it's one of those like included in part of the rotation of disney dining on those cruise ships because if you don't know we love the sunset boulevard restaurant 
Yes. Um, it's literally what it is. <laughs> more or less the Hollywood Round Derby. Yes, you're correct. Um, but if you don't know how Disney cruises work when it comes to dining is depending on the length of your Disney cruise, you are assigned different restaurants per night. So like one night is night one is your Marvel night where you're going to Marvel dining. Night two is your frozen night. And then night three is your 1923, for example. And if you're there, most cruises are three to four days. So that Mm -hmm. usually covers all of them. But if you're there for more than three or four days, at least in my experience, when I went on a cruise, um, they don't do the specialty shows twice. They'll only do it on the Ooh. first time so that the next time it is like just your, your dining. Cause I, I know that on some of the other ships, they have that there's like an animation restaurant where at, as you dine the black and white images turn to color, which is very cool, but Ooh. it was our first night and all of us were sick. So we missed the show that came with it. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could also just go watch Pleasantville, the movie, and it's basically the same concepts. Sure. If you say so, Ben. Um, it's got Tobey Maguire in it. Great movie. Good movies. Um, then, getting out of the range of dining, you have the Aquamouse. And the Aquamouse is the first Disney attraction at sea. And this, like, confused people because they were like, they already have the Aqueduct, which is the water slide at on Disney cruise ships on certain ones. Mm -hmm. And the difference here is that this ride is a water slide combined with projection mapping, very similar to Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. And it's using those same animations to tell a story on the deck of a cruise ship. That might be the coolest thing I've heard. What? It's, that's super dope it's really cool and it's going to be one of those things of like if you don't go on the disney wish you will never experience it because it's not on the other four ships it's just on the wish right it's crazy the, as they kept adding these layers on it was like this has made us an exclusive ship of like if you don't do it you're not going to do it right which is which is crazy um, they're reimagining the Aladdin show that used to play at the Hyperion at Disney California Adventure. They're reimagining it for the cruise line and the Walt Disney Theater. As on oh, top of, cool. I want to say they said two other original shows that you can see at mm-hmm. sea, which is like, man, I, I just want to work for Disney Cruise Line so badly. <laughs> like, damn, there's some there's some work available now. Let's get at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll get into it in a minute but then there's the oceaneers lab for children which it has a slide to get into like like you open what? up this portal like this porthole not a portal but a porthole mm-hmm. and you slide down the slide into the the oceaneers lab excellent except it's only for for kids so boo boo i'd also have fun too Exactly. And then also for children is the Marvel Superhero Academy, which we've seen on other ships, which is just kind of an interactive Marvel character. You can become your favorite superheroes, train with your favorite superheroes, learn some cool stuff that are superhero themed. Um, And then there's the Walt Disney Imagineering Lab, where you can design your own attractions and design your own roller coaster and ride it. Cyberspace Mountain lives. No way. Cyberspace Mountain is back. They better have Bill Nye. I hope so, but I doubt it. But also a <laughs> bummer. Uh, it's only for kids. So boo. Why? Why is it only for kids? I don't understand. Ben just got so passionate. <laughs> because I made the best coasters at Cyberspace Mountain. This isn't fair. This is ageist, man. Maybe they'll... I know that when I went on my cruise they had like a little like preview night where you could go in all of the places to check out all the places so that parents could see where the kids were going so maybe we'll just all right well i mean that's fine we'll just have when to we pretend do our vlog we're children sea. i mean i'm a child at heart does that count um well not legally <laughs> apparently not for legal reasons we <sighs> cannot say that oh well um oh well but yeah cyberspace mountain lives in... i just want to ride a coaster man at sea yes um also i hope they have the same like simulators that would be great i hope they just straight up ripped them out of yeah i don't know put them on the ship there weren't many details about it but um 
Yeah, I don't know. Unsure. Unclear. Unclear. Um, Instructions unclear. I am sinking at sea. Yes. And then there was Fairy Tale Hall, which is where you meet fairy princesses and hang out with fairy prince- princesses and like have a See, that just seems kind of lame now after everything. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's like standard Disney. I don't want no standard Disney. Mm-mm. I want some cool Disney, okay? Yeah, like this next one here. Yeah, and then this one is for adults, finally. Uh, Star Thank Wars God. Hyperspace Lounge. There's going to be a bar completely devoted to Star Wars in which you there's like a porthole where you can see um, outside to space and enjoy some cocktails and beverages. Excellent. Space. So all this being said, Ben, are we booking a, an inaugural cruise on the Disney Wish for June 2022? I think I think if if the fan base wants a Disney Wish vlog, we have to oblige. But then that means they would also have to subscribe to our Patreon channel to fund the voyage, which they could do by visiting patreon.com slash q2q and subscribing for as little as $1 a month. That's just $12 a year. And you get some great bonus content, like us talking about literally anything but theme parks. Yes. And uh, animals getting drunk. I also want to thank take this time to thank all of our current Patreons because you guys are yeah, you guys awesome rock. and you are helping us uh, do more vlogs this summer which is exciting and we have some more stuff so you guys will be getting either outtakes mm-hmm. from those vlogs or and you'll absolutely be getting early access to all of our content for oh yeah any youtube stuff so thank you so much for subscribing and, and if you can bring your friends yeah and, uh, the more patreon we get the more content we get so it's kind of like you help us we help you and great things like that quid pro quo but, dr uh, lector um yeah Anyway, next on the news, moving out of that gruesome topic, um, gruesome being Dr. Lecter, that's where I went, everybody, that was the joke I made. Anyway, the Velocicoasters had employee previews this week. People got to ride the Velocicoaster. I bet those are some great churros. So good. So many good churros. It is, (laughs) it looks so fun. Like, it looks awesome. So many people came off that roller coaster and tweeted and they were like, it's it's everything it's ever hyped up to it is not overhyped they're like this is a fantastic phenomenal coaster and i just cannot wait to ride it i know i am getting pretty excited for that i just i ah man i really hope we can swing a september trip so that we can we can hit it up i yeah i'm already planning for it like it's happening (laughs) Yeah. And Heather wants to go to Universal, so I will definitely be going to Universal this time. Becca will induct me into the Universal Club. Yeah. I love Universal so much. God. Um, but yeah, the Universal Velocicoaster previews for employees were this week. Um, I believe passholder previews are next week. And um, then the ride opens June 10th officially. Wow. So I'm sure they're going to be doing some soft opening here and there um, for the next few weeks, but their official grand opening will be June 10th. So exciting stuff. Cool. So keep an eye out for that if you're going down. Yeah. So similar to the Velocicoaster, as we all know, they are building Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in Toontown at Disneyland. Now, we all remember that Universal when people were speculating about the Velocicoaster Universal was like, it's just a churro stand. Ben just made that joke. What coaster? There's no coaster here. It's just a churro stand. So Universal did that. And now Disney on their giant show building for for Runaway Railway has put up a a big banner that says, what big building? There's no big building here. (laughs) And then- uh, Absolutely genius. And then it says paid for by the, uh, there's a word. And then it says department of implausible deniability. Oh Lord. And it is just wonderful. So Disney is somebody at Disney is a fan of universal or is a fan of just being a little shit towards universal. Yeah. I think that says the Toontown department of plausible, That's, deni- that, implausible deniability. That makes sense, Ben. Yep. But you can analyze it closer. I just have terrible eyes. I mean, I'm sure we'll put it up here. We both are terrible eyesight. Uh, but yeah, I, I just love yeah. how how cute and uh, 
making a joke out of out of everything it is um again wow segueing right into this next thing on the news as well um the trader sam's hut has been reimagined so as we talked about a few weeks ago they have taken trader sam out of both disneyland and disney world um and they've reimagined so that instead of where he stood being a statue of him doing his thing they have now posted the trader sam's gift shop which is the lost and found of the jungle cruise in which you can purchase anything which you can't actually it's part of the ride but it has uh hats and easter eggs from so many other rides so many other sea nods Mm -hmm. and they're the best nod in it is again making fun of uh universal universal has a jungle cruise-esque uniform being fought over by two raptors on their ride and it's in the exact same form that these monkeys ripping apart shorts are in oh boy so it is absolutely i'm i'm 100 certain that somebody went okay but what if we had monkeys doing that thing that the raptors are doing over there (laughs) it's it's brilliant brilliant and and i like to think that it's people in the industry uh appreciating other people in the industry like i think it's all in like good fun and nods and and respect you know yeah i love it this so this concept art looks so incredibly fun like i just love that it's adding a new element of making fun of themselves of exiting through the gift shop making sure that you hit a gift shop before you exit a ride at the end of jungle cruise think about the the jokes that are going to be had here oh yeah it's gonna be great um and i think it's a it's a good move if if, because people were upset and scared that they were going to get rid of trader sam altogether and i think this is a very good move for the trader sam name yeah for sure so he's not gone he's just not working at the moment right (laughs) And with that, Take it a day off. that is the news for this week. All right. So we'll get, come right back in after the break. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to tell you about our new partnership with Scribble Script Studio. Scribble Script is an independently owned small business specializing in custom lettering designs. The artist behind it, Emma, is located in the Orlando area, and frequently she can be found visiting the parks for inspiration. Some of my favorite stickers are her Happily Ever After Dumbo sticker and her Tower of Terror suitcase. So check her out on Instagram. Make sure you let her know that Q2Q sent you. And if you're looking for some fun stickers to put on your laptop or your favorite water bottle, make sure you check out her Etsy shop at Scribble Script Studio and use the code Q spelled just like the podcast at checkout for 15% off your order today. That's code Q Q U E U E spelled just like the podcast for 15% off your order at Scribble Script Studios. And we're back. We're back. What a back. fantastic set of ads that was. It was uh, a good time as always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, tend to enjoy it a little more and more every time. We love it. It's an acquired taste those ads, but uh they are tasty quite tasty <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> gross okay so as we mentioned earlier uh ben just came back from the walt disney world resort so i yeah. decided i was going to interview him about the state of the parks um i am the topic of this week ben is the topic yay because well as I was thinking about it before we were approaching this recording session, I knew we were going to talk about this a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I also realized that we have never, like we haven't really checked in since the parks opened. We talked about it when they did open in July with the whole, the standard thing where we've talked about many times, but neither of us have really experienced it. We could have probably had Shay on, but we never, thought to address it with shakes we have way more important things to talk about with jay so right i thought like the great humbug adventure like the great humbug adventure precisely so i thought this today would be a good time to it's been it's right around the year time of when the parks close they close mid-march so it's a little bit over right. a year so i think now's a good time to actually formally talk about now that you've been on the ground in disney what it is like to go to the parks right now it's hell down there no actually it's fine (laughs) so like 
to start been like let's start before you even got there like what was the reservation system like so we bought our tickets um ahead of time obviously and you have to make reservations we use the walt disney world experience or my disney experience app um i actually purchased my tickets a little late because we were talking about doing um three days and we're going to do a day at hollywood studios as well but that was already booked out probably a month and a half before before you or before the park before we got there like the park was sold out um which is understandable because we're coming out to May the 4th. So people want to get down there and see Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so that was sold out. Uh, so instead we did, which we already knew we were going to do, we did a day at Animal Kingdom and a day at Magic Kingdom. We just didn't get to add on the third day, which was fine because, you know, money's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so reservations were not bad i actually got my flights before anything because JetBlue was having a sale so it's like oh what's this 50 dollars each way all wow. right twist my arm would you and then of course i just bought it with my points anyway which i had saved up from my last disney trip that got canceled <laughs> in march so i got a pretty darn good deal on flights um so i got i i actually waited a little too long to get heather's return trip so we got hers for 150 round trip which is still really not bad um and then i got mine four points because it's what i had saved up from my last canceled disney trip yeah i haven't even looked at mine for points of anything yeah i mean i i so actually not the last time but i think in september of 2019 when we went down um i applied for the JetBlue card and i got approved for it so after i spent a certain amount of money mm-hmm. i got like twenty thousand points as a promotional thing so i got quite a few free flights i said quite a few i mean like two uh but still was i nice. mean anything helps i've been looking at i tend to use JetBlue vacations to book trips of like getting my hotel and mm-hmm. my flight so um I would absolutely, it, like if I knew I was booking a JetBlue vacation, then I would 100% apply for the card. Right. And I would recommend it too, just because like you always get a bonus for signing up. I think right now they're doing like a 40,000 point bonus, ridiculously stupid like that. Um, but it's it's just a good card in general. Um, I've enjoyed it and I'm not in super <laughs> debt yet. Well, not from that. From other things. Anyway, um, so- you know, college. So you fl- did you fly out of Boston? Uh yeah, we flew out of okay. Logan. Um, tell tell us about that of like how the airport was so conditions there. It really wasn't bad. Um, it's not. It wasn't quite so busy as we we're used to. Obviously. Uh, people are traveling less, which is, you know, a good thing right now. I say as I just traveled. Um, but, you know, it's masks on the whole time. Um, TSA is still pretty handsy, but at least they're wearing gloves. Yeah, I was just going to say, how was security? <laughs> oh, my God. I could go on about the TSA all day. I've never been a fan of them. Um, <laughs> basically, so my older sister, Rebecca... You know, coincidence, funny, same name. Um, she has a ankle brace on right now and they kept stopping her and making her go back to the machine because they just like couldn't figure out if there was anything on underneath it or if it was just hmm. an ankle brace. It really was not one of their no, shining moments. Um, so they held her up for like 10 minutes at security. Interesting. But otherwise, uh, is it just pretty standard? But- otherwise yeah i mean there's really no difference it's like some seats are taped off you know to promote social distancing um so i think some of the, the lounges and restaurants were closed down um but but not really too much notable change in the airport there's just like more sanitizing stations which is it's just good because airport services are pretty <laughs> disgusting if you know anything about airport or just it's a so there's so many people coming in and out. Right, of it, exactly. So. Yeah, my family has always liked to wear masks on planes anyway, just because whenever they fly without one, they get sick. So now everyone's wearing a mask on the plane. 
And so we're just even better off than we were before. <laughs> you mentioned that you went to Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom, but like, what was the timeline of that trip? So we actually flew in Thursday. Um, Friday, we went to SeaWorld. So we spent two days in SeaWorld. And then we went to Animal Kingdom on Sunday and Magic Kingdom on Monday. And then Tuesday was our chill day and we flew out Wednesday. Okay. So we were just kind of go, yeah, go, go. Yeah, I was going to say, time. I didn't think you were do going to do anything on Saturday. So you just, you chose to? Yeah, we... Um, we had a, I'm not gonna lie, we had a pretty negative experience at SeaWorld on Friday, like probably the worst oh, SeaWorld wow. we've ever had. Um, and it was Heather's first time there. So we decided to go back and give it another shot. Um, and it was it was a much nicer day and we had it out before it got too busy. But I'll, I'll tell you more about that when we do our comparison between the okay. parks. So who were you with? Um, who was on your trip? Yep, so I was with most of my family, you know, Sans, my brother. Um, and my dad, obviously, um, it was down with my mom and my older sister, Melissa, and my oldest sister, Rebecca, and then my girlfriend, Heather. Mm-hmm. And had and obviously you've gone on family vacations with everybody else, but have they all been on trips with Heather? I know that you have taken family trips with Heather, but has, has everybody gone? Right. So it was the first... Um, it was the first trip that we had, the big, big family. So last time it was... Melissa, mom, and me, and then Heather, but this time we added Becca to the mix, and that's usually like the size of the vacation we have. I tr- truly can't. Um, so it was a, it was a challenge. <laughs> um, we had a small-ish car, so we had to play, you know, Tetris, getting everything to the airport. I mean, you also had five people uh, at a but, theme park, which is hard. Yeah, it um, it was definitely a challenge, and with one car, you can't really have people splitting up and doing different mm. things. So it was it was kind of difficult for us to meet everyone's not expectations per se, but you know, hit everything everyone yeah. wanted to do. Um, I can't wait to edit the vlog and have to explain the Becca thing. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great! <laughs> I think at least in the footage I've seen now, there's only one time where you actually name drop. Becca, but it'll be definitely be like this is Becca Hanley, this is her, not yep. Becca, or like Becca but not Becca. <laughs> this is not Becca. I know. Well, I usually, I, and that's a funny thing is I usually when I'm talking, uh, like especially to Heather because you yes. guys are friends, I'll say Rebecca if I'm talking about my older sister, and then I'll say Becca if I'm talking about you, because um, obviously you know you're not a Rebecca to me, but. <laughs> Never have been. Nope. But um, <laughs> Rebecca, my older sister, is a Rebecca to me because that's what I call her by if I'm not calling her Becca. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so what was so getting into the parks physically? Mm-hmm. What were the security processes of like getting in, like temperature screenings and all that? Like, how quickly did you like navigate through those? And you can talk about both parks here. Yeah, as well. yeah, definitely. So SeaWorld, it, it was interesting to me because SeaWorld had a much faster way of doing it, but it took longer, <laughs> surprisingly. So when we got to SeaWorld, we entered this line that basically stretched the whole length of the parking lot. So we went from one side of the parking lot to the other and then back in the same yeah. line. So it's a ton of walking and they have this big tent that you walk through and they, I think it's like um, some kind of thermal reading. They look at, it's like a, it's like a thermal camera and like oh. they'll pick out anybody walking through the crowd that has like a certain temperature coming off of them. Um, so they don't do like individual things. So I thought it was pretty interesting. It just took forever that first day. Um, and the second day was definitely quicker. I and mean, we only walked, we, we only had to walk like a quarter of the distance and then went through. Uh, but they just had so many people in line that, you know, we just would keep zigzagging and then going weird, super far down, super far back. Um, and then, thermal camera though that's such a weird i know but i mean it, it like worked, makes though. sense yeah so they were just able to get like a huge volume of people at once um, i wonder if other people just maybe it's not as reliable and that's why other people don't 
use it maybe i'm not sure i don't know either way i think that's a, a innovative thing yeah see world to do yeah no it is it, it was very cool um yeah disney on the other hand were doing individual temperature screenings um and they had a lot of lines set up and we the transportation at ticket center we really didn't wait i think there was like two people in front of me um so they have enough like tents set up and they spread it out enough that people keep move like they move and they they keep moving good cool both ways i Uh, think do get the job done (laughs) i liked not needing to stop in SeaWorld, but i also didn't like how long it took (laughs) Yeah, and I'm sure that like the thermal cam is probably safer for the employees. Yeah, true. Because because they're not going near mm-hmm. you, the stranger who just came from out of state, right? Um, unless they have to, which I'm sh- I don't imagine that they actually stop that many people. Right. So also another thing that Disney's doing is when um, an employee has to get close um, to a uh, you know to a, a guest and interact with mm-hmm. them, they will all put on face shields over there um masks it's like they have plastic face shields as well yeah so they're taking like that extra precaution just make sure like nothing flies in their eye or anything that's really nice yeah good cool so we've all seen it in the last few months that people are saying that this is like the best time to go to disney because there's no lines is that true ben in your experience um with my trip now i don't think that's the case because i think enough people are getting vaccinated and we're getting up to that 30% capacity, it was basically like a normal day in the park for me. What was the longest line you waited in? Okay, so that's... the. <laughs> it felt like everything was going to take forever. Um, we were able to... Um, my older sister, Rebecca, was basically like watching the app like a hawk, and every time something would go but like lower... She'd be like, all right, this is down to 45. Like, Flight of Passage is down to 45 minutes. We're getting on it now. Um, so we did. And I think that was honestly the longest we waited just because we were being really strategic about it. But mm-hmm. there were there were definitely lines over an hour. Uh, like so, Splash so Mountain. Was just on it. <laughs> yeah, she was. Splash Mountain, I never saw go below 65 minutes. And it was constantly over 75. Gross. Well, was it hot? Yeah, it was. it was a warm day. In Magic Kingdom, I think Animal Kingdom was a little more brutal just because it's set up to feel like Africa. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so that's good that you didn't have to really wait long. Um, yeah, and I mean, what, in Flight of Passage, most of the queues inside anyway. Right, and that's what, that's what I, I know you texted me at one point being like, it's pouring, and I was like, go to flight, go find an indoor queue. Which is funny because we had just gotten off of flight, so um, we came out of the store and we were right next to Satuli Canteen, and I was like, well, let's get dinner. <laughs> that brings us to like my next point and question is like, how did like eating work? Like, did you have... Could you, were you able to order or was nope, everything online? it was mobile orders. Um, so they strongly, I, I don't know if you ha- even had the option to order in person because we would, we went up and asked, you know, is there a wait for dinner right now? Like, do we have to wait to get a table? And they said, just order uh, on your mobile app and get it ahead of time. Whoa. Weird. So we did. Um, we ordered and then we found something outside, but it was, it was great. There's a, there's a big round table in Sautuli that is reserved for like parties of six. And then they just told us we could sit there because we had five. <laughs> Good. Yeah. What did you, what'd you eat? Cause Satuli is like one of my favorite places. Yeah. So I got the, um, the beef with the noodles. Oh, so good. It was fantastic. Uh, everybody, everybody at the table got something different. Um, yeah. I, what kind of sauce did you get though? Which one? Oh, I don't actually know. Cause I, I so the the my the majority of times I've been to Satuli Canteen, I believe mm-hmm. I've had everything on their menu at this point. Um, and the beef, I think, is if you eat beef, that is the superior way to go. It's cooked to perfection. Oh, it it's was so, so good. good. I, it was my favorite dish I've ever had there. Um, but I've had like every combination there now because it's my favorite. And my I really like the noodle one, but because I usually go with my friend Clara, who's gluten free, mm-hmm. we usually get the like rice bowls out of there and i get and there again one of the sauces that you can get there one of them has gluten the other one doesn't and i also there it's like a lemony almost like a ranch but not a ranch and that one is my favorite oh, it's so nice. good so good yeah did you eat your little juice bobas on top of oh yours? of course of course fantastic it's, 
of course that is just that is mostly for like visual but it's also just like a nice little it's sweet great. treat yeah. at the end of your <laughs> so, end of your your foods yeah um our favorite co-host Shay definitely turned me on to Salatuli Canteen but it was great because nobody else in my family had been there um, oh good so I was like hey I know this great place to eat let's go here and it happens to be right here outside of the rain <laughs> so so good and um, and so let's talk about like food more than that Were, mm-hmm. was it hard to find like once you got your food and once you ordered your food was it hard to find like seating at other places, not just at Animal Kingdom. Um, so the only other place that we ate in Disney was um, Pico's, Pico's Bill. Mm-hmm. And we actually had to walk basically outside Tortuga Tavern to find seating. So oh. it was a bit of a trek for that. Um, we ate one day at SeaWorld and we just were found a table right outside. So which was funny because it was super incredibly busy there. So I don't know how we got that table. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. How was Mm. SeaWorld versus Disney in regards to, to busyness, to what the illusion of safety protocol? SeaWorld. Well, not necessarily as busy as Disney had a very busy day when we went because they had a graduation party that night, I think. Mm, grad bash. Uh, yeah, so they had a grad bash that night. And honestly, it was understaffed. It was understaffed. Okay. And SeaWorld did not seem very prepared for the volume that they were going to get. Um, so it wasn't necessarily... It wasn't necessarily a, a telling sign of SeaWorld in general. It was just right. maybe it was, in that moment, it was underprepared. Exactly. It was, they were underprepared for that volume because it looked like a normal day at Disney, which is not anything that SeaWorld is ever used to getting because we're used to getting to SeaWorld and basically having it to ourselves. Uh, right. So and how I mean, they're open, was, I have no idea. But <laughs> it, it was also the week you went down was at least New Hampshire school vacation. Week. Yeah, it was definitely a vacation week. Um, we had yeah. we had a lot of people. So I'd say that was my main complaint about SeaWorld was that they were just very underprepared. Um, I think that they're doing their best to enforce safety protocols. And obviously the only there are people giving them trouble with masks but like Mm -hmm. if they're seen by staff members staff members go up to them and remind them they have loops playing every few minutes being like hey remember face coverings gotta stay on we're not joking about this (laughs) so they're they're doing they're doing a good job um at least trying to enforce safety regulations um sometimes you have the occasional guest that just isn't interested in complying and then they need to go speak with them but (laughs) right you know i'm sure um so compare that to disney a little bit how did you feel at disney um you saw a lot fewer people trying to skirt the mask regulations i think um because if if somebody's mask was pulled down for like a half a second there would be cast member right there hey hey don't forget this gotta be up hey would you mind pulling this up so i think it it takes a little bit longer it took a little bit longer in general for SeaWorld to catch it but there's also fewer staffing at SeaWorld. like it's it's less well policed i'd say but it's not for lack of them trying i think they were just spread too thin Mm, understandable um but also understandably disney is on that like a fly on crap because you know, they want to just be as safe as possible and they have the staffing to deal with it. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if there was just, like you said, it might have just been the, the day. Talk about your second day. Right. Was your second day at SeaWorld better? Yeah, so we, we got there earlier, um, which was a big thing. Um, there was not a grad bash and it was getting toward the end of the week. So people were starting to go home. Um, surprisingly, there were still some lines that were out the door on rides. Like Kraken is the oldest roller coaster in the park and had over an hour wait, which was wow. funny because one of the, the newest roller coaster, Mako, we walked on twice, um, which was awesome because it was my first time riding Mako. And if you like roller coasters, definitely go check out SeaWorld because Mako and Manta are two of my favorite coasters ever. Um, mm-hmm. Mako was just such a crazy good experience. 
Um, and I'm definitely going to, I want to have my sisters on again to talk about SeaWorlds and their ride structures specifically, uh, because they were pointing out some interesting things, which I had not thought about. Um, sure. Let's get them on. Love to do that. And we'll do an in-depth SeaWorld dive. <laughs> let's dive. do it. <laughs> dive. Um, dive on into SeaWorld. Dive on in. The episode's going to be called, everybody. It's going to be great. It's gonna be cringy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they come to expect that. It's the QDQ podcast. That's right. Um, so with that, you so you mentioned earlier that like your lines weren't that long. Mm-hmm. So were you able to do mostly everything you wanted to do? Obviously, with like some things may have been closed when you maybe weren't expecting that, but right. more or less, were you able to do everything you wanted to do? Did you feel like you missed out on anything? No, I don't think so. Um, we were able to. Uh, the only ride we didn't do in SeaWorld was Kraken. And honestly, I've ridden that so many times and it's not my favorite ride there. So I didn't really care. I felt kind of sad because Heather didn't get to ride everything because mm-hmm. um, she's never been to SeaWorld before, obviously. So she didn't get to do that, but she got to experience the two newer ones. And I was so mad because Icebreaker is not open yet. Uh, it's the, the new one over by the Shamu Stadium. Yeah, when does it open? Did it say that it have a date? So I remember we talked about they were pushing it back to 2022. Got it. I wasn't sure if there was like maybe a poster there um, that said. Anheuser-Busch owned park and I know they pushed them all back. Um, yes. There's an Anheuser-Busch brewery up the street from me. But we will see it soon. And it's a pretty cool looking coaster. It's um, it's one of the ones that does its full track and then does the whole mm. thing backwards. So it. it looks very cool. I got a picture of it. I'll have to throw it up. I wish I got some yes. closer up pictures. I didn't Send actually think some. that far ahead. Because I was like, I am not in show host mode right now. Because I didn't wear my QTQ swag that day. Because I had That's to save okay. it for Disney. But next you time did. we'll do a SeaWorld vlog. Well, hopefully the next time we get down there, we'll have more than one day's worth of swag. Hint, hint, everybody. Um, it's going to be great. So you said you got to do pretty much everything. Was there anything at the Disney parks that you were like kind of sad that you didn't get to do? Or were there things that you got to do that you didn't think you were going to do? Oh, no. Oh, no. This face. I set him up for failure. I'm so sorry, Ben. So I did, actually. I got to experience pretty much everything. Um, Actually, we did every ride at Animal Kingdom. Um, By mostly me and Shay's fault, because you would not have done Cali otherwise. (laughs) No, but I was so glad I did. I mean, I didn't. I'm so glad. What is I got? But it was fine. (laughs) um uh, Shay no, and I made Ben go on Cali River Rapids and I really enjoyed it and I, I knew like how it was gonna go but my family didn't know what to expect they just thought it was kind of like a, a wet and wild ride so they got up there and like this is really sad <laughs> I yes said, yeah it's supposed to make you think and it did it's a sad time uh, but no I really enjoyed it I will definitely never skip that ride again but I also so never good. knew where it was yeah, it's pretty buried. Um, I also get to experience, you know, Rafiki's. Uh, oh, yeah. Had you never thing. been there? No, I didn't know. I honestly, I like the train ride more than anything else. But <laughs> the train is fun. The way that that train is set up is very nice. Yeah, it's like a sideways train. So they had um, the front row blocked off on that train and then um, plexi barriers in between every three seats. Got it so did you like Rafiki's Planet Watch or did you just like the little like it was, it was interesting um we didn't do a ton there I think we just kind of walked around and explored it um we had a nice conversation with a guy about all the animal skulls uh, we mm-hmm. Heather and I finally guessed all of them so that was good yay um yeah I'm not sh- I don't think I would beeline for it but it's definitely something I would um I would go check out again Heather was yeah, sad I- because we didn't get to see all the animals and I have to bring her back so we can I want to do a day. I want to do a day down in Animal Kingdom where we try to get all of the Wilderness Explorers badges, which is very hard to do in one day. I think we got. I don't know if we got all of them. We got most of them the last time we went to Animal Kingdom, but it's a really fun day. We got to try to do it. Yeah, and um, I hadn't. I didn't have any new rides, or I've done everything at Magic Kingdom. You know the years but i did ride some rides that i haven't ridden for years like the jungle cruise uh you haven't ridden the jungle Jungle i have not been on the jungle cruise in over 10 years like i wow it's always got 
a long line and my family never wanted to do it but we were laughing our asses off it was it's it's so good such a good time i'm not gonna skip it again from now on um (laughs) we we really enjoyed it so it was nice being able to experience everything with someone who hasn't had the chance to ride them before Mm -hmm. um but yeah so nothing we didn't really miss out anything at disney so I'm pretty happy about that. The only thing we did miss out on is because it's gone was Primeval World. I'm really Rip Primeval World. <laughs> did you did you get to go on the People Mover? Because the People Mover. No, that's that's the one. So um, that actually never got below 45, 50 minute wait. Oh, I don't blame you then. Yeah, and I'm like, I love the People Mover, but not this much. It's all the damn vloggers being like, oh my god, the People Mover. It literally was, and it was the first day it was open again. So we're like, there's no way we're making it on this. Yeah, that's, but I will I definitely be going on People Mover next time. Yeah, I would not have waited for that. But yes, glad to see the people were up. That's part of the news this week that we forgot to mention. Oh, I also, I forgot to bring this up the news I was going to. Um, did we talk about the new Disney lightsaber concept? No, we haven't formally. I think I just haven't t- t- taken the time to try to understand it. Do All you right. want to talk about it now? So we can side side quest. Yeah, into this we're going to side quest into that real quick. Um, so as far as I'm aware, it's a new patent that Disney is coming out with for... Um, what is it, Galactic Star Cruiser? Mm-hmm. Because um, they are going to have like a lightsaber training dojo or whatever you want to call it. So basically the whole idea is it is a retractable blade in a lightsaber that's not like a telescoping one. It's supposed to come out, it has LEDs in it that looks very similar to the Galaxy's Edge blades. Um, so it's supposed to be as close to like a real lightsaber as possible. It'll snap out like the whole way without telescoping. It'll be still be like a single blade. Uh, Whoa. it is not, it, it, I'm not sure if this was the actual patent itself or someone speculating. Um, I believe it's going to be a slightly weaker blade and structure. So like, it's not going to be great for lightsaber dueling, but it is going to have a really good theatrical effect because it's going to be similar to like a tape measure popping out uh, oh. and then locking in with another piece that comes out on the other side. Wow, this is so cool. Yeah. So and then when that retracts, it'll fold in on itself. Um, so that can have like strip LEDs in it that'll basically be elastic with it. So Super when you press the cool. button, it'll shoot out and then it can come back in without telescoping, which I think wow, is I... wicked cool. I can't wait for Ben to get one of these and just oh, do it for hours. I'm going to get one first day. Like, <laughs> not even a question. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, yeah, so that's that's um, some side some uh, side, side questing news. Um, so we talked about this, like, briefly, because you mentioned it rained the day you were at um, Animal Kingdom. Yep. How was the weather overall? Did you did Beautiful. you end up missing things or no, it was good? It was um it rained for probably I think a half hour that day. Like okay. it, not bad in the grand scheme it of Disney. Downpoured <laughs> for about a half hour, and that's when we got lunch. It, it could have been an hour total. Um, but we had to wait for food and then eat food and then go. Not bad. Uh, but it was oh man, it was coming down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like one of those torrential downpours for an hour like you can't actually like if you look up you can't see anything yeah. you have to kind of like hold your hand over your eyes so mm-hmm. you can see it was that yeah. bad um, um that's my favorite kind of rain but oh miko's got a stink bug good for her good girl she's hunting yeah she is um yeah but i'm really glad was it hot while you were down there yeah it was um it was mid 80s all week so absolutely beautiful weather i mean it was pretty humid so I personally had a tough time with the masks and the humidity. Um, mm-hmm. So I couldn't wear my cloth masks while I was down there. I had to wear a disposable one. Um, and then I actually had to take pretty frequent breaks. So I would recommend if people do have trouble with the masks in general, probably avoid it for the summer months. Uh, because good, it's, that's it's a good tip. not going away. Like the mask mandate down there is not going away anytime soon. It might be gone in Florida, but Orange County still has it. Um, Disney's not going to get rid of it until they're certain it's safe. Um, 
if no, you but have that, a problem that's with a pro it, tip. don't be like the oh. guy in Hollywood studios screaming about a bug's life, trying to get people to uprise. Just don't go. <laughs> I know yeah, it sucks, I... but like, I, yeah, I was not having a great time with the masks in particular. Um, but obviously my love of Disney supersedes that. So I stuck it out. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like people aren't objective enough about masks right. in those parks. I think people are like, masks are fine. Just wear a mask. But I think you being honest is very good of like, well, I mean, it, it's, it it's tough too. Like I personally, I have, I have a hard time working out like in a mask, like dancing or doing like high impact activity. Um, even up here, I have, a, I have a hard time. So I tend to shy away from that unless I can do it in my house or like outside. Uh, so having it in the park being all muggy in there, yeah, it, it's a challenge. So I'm not going to, and, and everybody's different. So I'm not just going to say, oh, just go do it. It's great. I've been telling people, it's great if that's something that you're okay with. If it's, if it's mm-hmm. not, then it's not for you right now. And I think that's perfectly okay. People need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Working outside this summer is going to be a tricky thing for me, but we'll figure it out. Um, That's fine. Uh, Everything's fine. So we already covered that. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that you think could have been improved in the parks? And this goes for parks as well as springs, because I know you went to the the springs a couple of times. So I was was pretty impressed with how they did their, um, their cues um a lot of talk about that so the queuing systems everything looked super busy because the queues would stretch basically around the building like mine train almost stretched back to aerial Mm -hmm. when we got in line but they eliminated half of the inside queue and everything was spaced so you'd look at a line be like this is a four hour line like on a normal day like i would never wait in this line but everything would say 45 minutes from this point it's like all right, we'll give it a shot. Um, it took us about 20 minutes to get on the mine train. Wow. Like, Spectacular. Mine train in Magic Kingdom. So, and even um, Flight of Passage, we walked almost back to Africa. Like we were out of Pandora in that line. And we mm-hmm. walked pretty much almost back to Port Harambe um, on that side, little windy path there. And they've actually blocked that off. Tyler. Um, no, we didn't. We didn't see him. Unfortunately, I looked. My, one of my very good friends, Tyler, he's very loud. Um, he works at Flight of Passage and he was working the day that Ben was there and he was like, tell him to come find me. So I was like, Ben, he will either be Tyler or Iago because his boyfriend's name is Iago and he frequently wears Iago's name tag. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, and he speaks he speaks Portuguese, though. So like and because his boyfriend's from Portugal or Brazil, rather. So like. It's it's just funny because he has he speaks like three languages. Wait, what's his boyfriend's name? Iago. Yeah, I can't remember who we talked to there, but I don't think it was him. Uh, I'll show you a picture later and you okay. can confirm. Anyway, um, so they were. I figured that this was going to be the case too. Of like, I mean, this happened with Santa's too. Of like, the line looks long, but it's just because right. it's space. But it's also because of that. People, my gut instinct is I'm not waiting in this line. I'm gonna go find something else. Oh, true. But I think a lot of people had that, so we were able to walk onto things that you would not be able to walk onto normally. Like um, what? Well, mine train, for instance. Like twenty mm-hmm. minutes is a walk on, basically. <laughs> for mine yeah. train, I on when we're like normal capacity, I've never seen mine train below seventy minute wait. No, I haven't either. Um, Flight of passage very rarely gets below an hour, um, and that was forty five minutes. And then the second time, we almost walked on it. Hmm. Well, good. But that was almost a closing, and that's pretty. That's a little more, you know, standard. Yeah. So um, the only thing, and I've already complained about this before. Um, I think at some point more leniency with masks outside would be nice. Um, I understand it's like a small space, and um, maybe just like more relaxation stations because I never was able to. F- I found like one or two throughout the whole day. Um, which would be nice to, you know, go back. And if you do need a break, go sit down and take the mask off. Um, yeah. It would be nice if they implemented a few more of those. But that's that's pretty much my only critique for Disney. I think they're handling themselves very well. 
that's good yeah i i actually don't know where designated mask free zones are so there's one the only one that i noticed was outside of tortuga tavern um on that path between pecos bill and tortuga tavern got it uh, but i'm sure there are more I mean, there's there probably some like hidden in the depths of tomorrowland yeah probably um oh probably at tomorrowland terrace oh yeah yeah probably that's makes the most sense because that's always a dead zone and anyway yeah, any time there, of the year anything in there <laughs> no tomorrowland terrace is there and dessert parties go there in normal operation mm. but probably over there so yep um, and i really miss any kind of nighttime show like the tree wasn't even illuminated a bomber yeah. i hope really we sad. move closer to that um i just want to watch happily ever after and fantastic man i just want to cry <laughs> just let me cry just let me cry um so is there something that you wish someone told you before you went down and you may not have an answer because i think i think your tip about the masks is really good yeah i think honestly yeah i mean that's probably it i mean i wish people were more upfront with that and that's basically the best kind of advice that i can offer to anybody else who's considering going down uh, like if you really truly don't have a problem with it you're gonna have a great time and you're gonna see fewer crowds because it is it is definitely less crowded than normal do so do you think that like like you said you you had a hard time finding any like of the relaxation stations mm -hmm. would you have like would you kind of have wanted to do a little more research on that and maybe found out where they were ahead of time yes absolutely okay cool well ben we're winding down on these questions here what was the best part of your trip because we've talked about some pros and cons and we're not going to talk about any real negative things unless you want to share but what was no, the uh, best part there wasn't a ton of negatives god the best part oh the best part was um i ran into my good friend danny sullivan in animal kingdom working at the joffrey's across yes. from yak and yeti i okay so was story time was i think i already i think i already told you ben but i'm gonna tell everybody else so i learned i sent danny some post, some job post, because I'm frequently on both Disney and Universal's page mm -hmm. for, for jobs. And so I sent Danny a job post and he was like, thank you so much. But I literally just accepted this position at Joffrey's at Animal Kingdom. And I was like, have you told Ben yet? And he was like, and, and he didn't answer right away. So I was like, because if you haven't, I'm going to surprise Ben. I, we can't tell him and then he's like i've already told ben and i was like damn it daddy because what how insane would it have been if i was like ben you have to go to this place just go to it oh and there God. was a friend that you didn't know was going to be there uh, and that was actually hilarious too because he didn't have his name tag yet oh good <laughs> so he was wearing um cody's a cody's name tag it's pretty funny cody from cody from, from wherever oh god where was he from from, from north carolina yeah, I think I've said this before. It's a secret that like everybody's like Chris from Orlando, but it's like really any you wear any name tag as long as you're wearing a name. Yeah, it was tag. pretty funny because I also ran into so I ran into a Heather, someone wearing a Heather from Danbury, Connecticut, which is hilarious because that's where my girlfriend Heather went to college. So it yeah. kind of freaked me out. But she's like, oh, this isn't even my name tag. Like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't trust anyone at Disney now. I never know who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah, I they're my favorite instant like instinct with that was a uh, uh, I left I forgot my name tag and my coordinator uh, had a spare just in her desk and so she was so both of us were Tammy from Dayton Ohio oh my but, god oh, and like four people were like oh my god my name is also Tammy and I was like oh my god no way because like what am I gonna do say it's not my name tag like <laughs> what? well and, that's what I heard. <laughs> And so, but my favorite thing is like, no one would ever have known except when me and Tammy were, I was the last one on for closing and Tammy was the closing coordinator. So we were standing next to each oh other with the same name tag on. Tammy from Dayton and Tammy from Dayton. Tammy from did Dayton. Did you guys what know each other growing up? We did actually. I mean, Tammy was definitely much older than me, but <laughs> it's fine. Oh, um, that's brilliant. Ben, any final thoughts before we, we head on out for the evening uh, with our lovely listeners? No, I mean, I think um, I think they're doing a good job. They're doing the best they can, and uh, y'all should go check it out if you're willing and able. Good. Well, 
with that, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the QDQ podcast. Um, Take this moment now to head over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe so that you everybody can know how annoying we are, as well as bring a friend anytime you listen or invite somebody to come and listen to the podcast. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash QDQ. Subscribe for just as little as $1 a month. We've already talked about it on this episode, but hop on over there. We have some uh, exclusive bonus content over there from time to time. You can also find us on all of our social media, on Facebook at Q2Q, at, on Instagram at Q underscore two underscore Q, and on Twitter, I shitpost over there at all times, <laughs> at Q, the number two Q, and um, she follow is my us on- favorite Twitter shitposter. All Twitter. of that. Yes. Oh, we... Also, I didn't, sorry, I got to bring this up. I didn't mention this, but um, I really like the magic mobile feature that is now being implemented. So the phone thing. Yep. So I am now, I now have my Disney pass in my wallet and you don't even have to bring up your app to scan your phone. Oh, wow. That's wild. Anyway, sorry. Back. I had to interrupt. That's okay. Interrupt me away. But with that, I guess that's a good note on where to end it. Yep. And we so already gave her a so Patreon much. plug. Uh, so. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. See you next time. My brain isn't working. Sorry.